And welcome back to the Part-Time Otaku Podcast. My name is Grant. My name is Dave. It's your first time listening. This season we are covering My Hero Academia Season 5. Uh, this week we are talking about Episode 24. Um, again, so this is an anime-only podcast. We have no insight into the manga or anything like that. So it's we're pretty much just going uh, pretty much what we've seen so far and what happened with this week's episode. Um, so before we get right into the thick of it, uh, we'd like to give a shout out to Auditory Glory, uh, sick name, uh, for the Endeavor Nomu thumbnail. I knew you were going to be like, that's a sick name. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just <laughs> good wordplay. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, but Dave, you had sent this to me and I was just like, yes, <laughs> like, this is awesome. Yeah. That fight scene, there are a couple fight scenes. It feels like we'll live in My Hero Academia, like hall of fame forever and yeah. uh will forever be like a good source for fan art and uh, this is no exception really really yeah. cool art yeah absolutely so again thank you thank you thank you for the wordplay and and also this excellent artwork <laughs> uh so we'll uh, we'll jump into the synopsis and we'll uh, we'll get into the plot uh shigaraki remembers his first encounter with all for one during the climax of his battle with re destro big episode big episode yeah big yeah. episode. Re- lot um I, Jack, I don't know about you, but I was genuinely surprised we were kind of getting like a... I didn't realize we were going into a second parter. In Like, I knew I knew we were going to continue the plot of like the like mm-hmm. the fighting and all that, but I didn't know we were still going to be working into it like, a, like an origin story. Oh, which right. Which was kind of... Maybe it was obvious, but by the end of the last episode, I, I kind of thought we were ju- just jumping straight into the Redestro stuff, and that was going to help. That's, that was going to play out. So, this is... Um, it was kind of like a pleasant surprise. I liked, uh, so I agree with you. Uh, I didn't think that's how they were going to handle this. Um, mm-hmm. But I really liked that they made the two-parter, um, his two different names for the episode titles. Yes. I'm not always huge on like overanalyzing episode titles or paying a ton of attention to them. Um, but I love that You know, last week with the episode title was Origin Tenko uh, Shimura. And this one was uh, Origin Tomura Shigaraki. And yeah. it really is an origin for his character, but also, mm-hmm. you know, we learn about how he became what he was, and by the end of the episode, he's kind of something even more. Um, so it's like kind of an origin evolved kind of 2.0 version of him by the uh, by the end. But yeah, I thought it was a good episode, man. It was, it was a... Well, I, I will say, it. I'm jumping ahead. I'm not a fan of the ending of the, of the episode. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're going well, we'll to get We'll get that. into that. <laughs> but, but I know already what you're talking about. <laughs> so, but, but, but saying, but even with saying that, I do feel, before we get into the plot, I do think this was a very good cap, like cap off to this My Villain Academia arc we've had. Mm-hmm. It's been the absolute standout of the season so far as these totally. past few episodes. The most consistent, I think, than the show has been all season. Um, so, like I said, ending regardless. I think I think this was like a really, really, really good episode. So, yeah, so cool for uh, the show to spend this long with the villains without so much as a cutaway to uh, Midoriya and Co. I mm-hmm. really appreciate like the just the tenacity or the audacity. Just be like you know what we're gonna do like five or six episodes and not talk about the main plot or the main cast. I mean, obviously, I'm sure all, all of this ties together, mm-hmm. but still, like to not you know to trust your audience enough that you know they want to see more of these characters anyway mm-hmm. is a kind of a kind of a bold storytelling move. I would even call it like it's like they're a show they tend not to have restraint. Mm-hmm. You know, they're 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 very comfortable with going all over the place, and sometimes mm-hmm. you can follow it, sometimes you can't. 
but it was nice that they just stuck with this for the time being and you know going forward yeah you know, that's what we got so yeah so episode picks up immediately where the last one left off which is where tenko tomura the kid is wandering uh kind of bloodied through the streets um and you know he doesn't look like a super adorable kid he doesn't really have mm. like the baby face going for him no you know he's got like the red eyes and the you know like his skin is like matte or his hair is all matted and his skin is you know falling off because he's itching at himself like crazy i saw a comment on reddit that uh normally i would pass off as my own but for once i mm. won't and uh <laughs> someone said you know the real tragedy you know about tomor shigaraki's character is that it you know not only did he come from an abusive family and all that but when he finally in this really really messy way was free of those awful circumstances the major tragedy is that he's found by all for one and not by Mm -hmm. a good person. Yeah. Cause you know, he had went through something and is literally just a kid looking for help. Mm -hmm. And he just happens to, you know, be met and greeted and brainwashed by like the biggest villain of the age. Mm. (laughs) And if, uh, if he, you know, if he had just met someone good, you know, there's no telling where it kind of, he would, uh, where he would have went. They really hit home just the, the blindness of society like i guess maybe a byproduct of having so many heroes around at all time it's mm-hmm. you know it's like i remember this can be this is such a strange like tangent but like i know when you're in first aid training you, you know if there's ever an accident you should always assume that like no one is called 911 because that's like the big thing people assume that there's a crowd there's drawn at least a few people have called 911 for an emergency yeah and a lot totally. of people will, will pass that off to someone else so everybody like, makes the same assumption Exactly, and that's just kind of the vibe I was getting. Him walking on the street, everyone's like, "Oh, well, you know, mind you, there's like the, you know, he looks spooky, and you know, he had all the blood on him, and he was clearly not in a good way, and mm-hmm. people were unnerved by him." But I think that they they hit like three different people come across him in the street, and they all just, meh, no, like you're someone else's problem, yeah. and it just it really hits home just the kind of like the the late nah, I can't think of the right word but like I guess laziness of society like they're just like crutching on heroes and you know they've, yeah. they've been kind of hitting this home a lot this season like you know again we're going back to the TV like reports blind complacency complacency exactly of, yeah you know it's, and it's just you know it's everything that was going on in his home is now going on out in the outside world moments after it happened it's just it's kind of shitty you know like 100%. They, they did a really good job last episode in this episode to genuinely feel for Tenko slash Shigaraki, or, you know, tomorrow, so it's, uh, yeah, brutal stuff. There are some significant reveals, um, and things that just sort of drive the plot forward here, so the first is that, like I said earlier, All for One immediately starts brainwashing the kid. He's immediately like, you want to keep these hands, you know, the hands from his costume, on you at all times, you want to be reminded of what you went through, right? So it's like the opposite of like what like a therapist would do. It's like mm. like you need to have a reminder of your trauma on you and you need to embrace the violence it makes you mm. feel at all times. The kid's getting sick. Like it's pretty fucking dark when you think yeah. about it. Mm. Um, so there's that. And then there's the, uh, oh, and also, you know, like all of this voiceover happens over the scene of Tomura getting, you know, bullied by some kids or Tenko's getting bullied by some kids you hear all for one's advice and then you know there's the implication that tenko ends up finding those same kids later Mm. and disintegrating them with his with his quirk leaving them in a bloody heap Mm -hmm. um but the big development i wanted to talk about quickly was his name so the origin of his name 
Um, these are two big things. One is his first name is from changed from Tenko to Tomura, the verb for mourn or to mm. mourn, uh, to express sorrow over death and farewell. And then the last name Shigaraki is all for one's last name. <laughs> ding 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 ding. There you <laughs> that go. was that was I couldn't believe that. That was insane. And then he says, you know, Tenko Shimura will be reborn as somebody who brings mourning as Tomura Shigaraki. So now we know the name origin. Mm-hmm. And now we also know that all for one is last name Shigaraki. Mm-hmm. That's probably the biggest reveal that we've had about him so far, right? I think so. Like, other than the fact that he has a brother, like there's the connections. Yeah. Oh, sorry, are we talking about all for one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, other than the fact that we know his brother was like the creator of One for All, and or it stems oh, right. from him and all that. Like, we, we do have a little bit of backstory, but this is just another big piece yeah. in the puzzle. Like, you know, so now we know the original wielder of, you know, All for One was the Shigaraki, I guess, technically. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even put those dots together. <laughs> I, for, I forgot they were brothers. Um, so, yeah, the original wielder is probably called Shigaraki as well, assuming they have the same last name or same dad. I'm wondering if we're going to get another Vestiges moment. In the final episode. Yeah. I, when we got a big reveal like this, I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> it would be probably really well advised to try and bring the two plots. Capitalize. To, yeah, I don't know if you bring them together or if you just try and split next episode to show mm-hmm. you where we're leaving the season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that would make a, a lot of good sense. You know, we miss Midoriya. We've had a lot of really good Tomura. I also wonder just what's going to happen with one for all is he going to reappear is he going to make some kind of move is it completely out of the picture i don't know if i had to get while we're you know on it for the moment i i would think because you know we talked about the ending that we don't love about this episode but it really it really set up as all for one is like a like a back venture like you know he's i think he's going to genuinely going to come back in as like a significant presence not for like quite a while like i think shigaraki's going to have his run Mm-hmm. For you know, as the big bad, and then you know when when needed to, I think you know all for one's going to re- reappear as, he, you know, he's the all like the all father of evil. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's he's he can do what he needs to do, kind of tucked away in that prison cell. So I don't think he needs to be on the forefront of our minds for a little while. So it's uh, yeah. he's been used excellently, like in these episodes, as like sparingly, you know, yeah, very yeah. When but he's on screen, like he just captivates the screen. Like they do, the voice actor is tremendous. A very good job of writing his dialogue, and I totally agree. The voice actor does a really, really, really great job. L- like go back and watch that season three fight with him and All Might. Like the mm. stuff he's saying is so dark. <laughs> like he's like bringing up killing All for One or uh, All Might's mentor mm. just to get at him. Like he's like very well done villain. Um, when he's on screen, you know, yeah. which, mm-hmm. which just isn't it often. Okay. Um, flashback to the present. Uh, Tomura's fighting Redestro, and you can see kind of everybody coming to their senses, realizing what's happening. Like the final conflict is kind of happening, mm-hmm. and everybody's like rushing to either help or to watch or whatever. But Gigantomachia arrives, and he starts rushing to the scene. Uh, Geten, or Jet, I forget the you know the ice guy that was fighting Dobby. Yeah, um, he he's worried clearly about uh, Redestro, um, so he also uh, heads to the scene, and then uh, I don't know if Redestro is sensing like danger here, but he puts on he brings up your Detronat 
patented burden amplifying steel. The, I, I wrote this down because it was laughably long. I laugh. So let me say it all at once, and you can you guys can make it a ringtone. Detronat's patented burden amplifying steel pressure mechanism, Clostro. <laughs> say that five times fast. That is obscene. We were like hooting and hollering on the couch laughing like yeah. when the, the, this reveal i couldn't i could not believe it, it I, I remember just yelling out loud i was like oh kaiju fight like yeah you know like, this is the worst one's godzilla gonna show up like there's a difference between i don't know uh, what, what what are the state names that uh, uh between detroit smash and oh my god detonato patented burden <laughs> amplifying steel pressure mechanism Clostro! It's so bad. This Redestro guy cannot, like... Yeah. <laughs> That's catch. a villain not done well. Uh, no, it's... the Like, they've always kind of nailed the big bats. Even, yeah. like, the like the middle-tier ones, or mm-hmm. even, you know, they've always... The That's ones that you... were there of significance, they were, like, ro- you know, rock-solid. And Redestro is just so... I, I, I genuinely can't tell if he's being used as... You know, a like springboard, a springboard, or just like to try and set up all this other stuff, so that like, he is kind of clown. Like maybe that's what it is too. More maybe of a he's plot, kinda... plot device than anything. Exactly. So like, there's no real need to like fully. It's just mm-hmm. there's. He just feels like a lot of hot air. They, and, they've given and... him some of the worst dialogue in the season. Oh my god! But like, he has these like random moments where like he's good. But even mm-hmm. then, like it's it's not even his original thoughts. It's him commenting on other things. That are, it's all all the stuff he's doing with Shigaraki. He's commenting on the state of Shigaraki's power, or he's awakening. He has all these like really cool lines, but it's nothing to do about his own situation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, have some confidence in yourself. Like you're running like a multi-billion dollar conglomerate. Clearly, you have all this tech. Yeah, you know all this. Stuff. I don't know. It just we get the answer to yeah. that towards the end here. Yeah. So you were you had, you were like right on the money for like picking up on the Detronat thing, but but we're not there yet. So. Yeah. Um, Mr. Compress calls the doctor. Well, he doesn't call him because, like, this is like a, another weird plot device. Is like the doctor is just sort of like omnipresent on a mm. radio. Like, you just assume he's like listening all the time and he just chimes in when he feels like it. Well, he this is like their test, though, right? Like, yeah, it yeah. kind of makes sense that he's there but not staying tuned. Yeah, so. You know, uh, Compress asks for some help, and he's like, more or less, like, nah, fam. Like, this is your fight. This mm. is, like, you gotta get rid of these guys if you want my help, and if you want to move forward. Which, like, to be fair, like you just said, yep. were kind of the the deal, uh, the terms of the deal. So, um, G- Getin, uh, like, briefly has, like, a moment where it looks like he's engaging Gigantomachia, because they're both rushing to the same place. Mr. Mm. Skeptic and the Liberation Army are also rushing to the rushing to the scene, like kind of worried about Redestro. Mm. I will say, just like a tip of the cap, I thought this was well handled because it feels like everyone's worried. Yes. D- did you get that vibe? A little bit. I like, think so. That everyone's like, uh oh, we got to go help Redestro. Because they, they just felt they like really, they had a lot of loyalty. They really set up like this whole like harbinger effect with the leader. Like they really set up yeah. the original Destro like on this massive, mar- I guess, martyr pedestal. You know, for what he did and for the cause and all that and like redestro is there's like some weird like not heavy-handed thankfully but it's some very minor um like biblical stuff with just around like the redestro stuff and the destro mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. you know um 
like he's literally the son of Redestro, the unknown son, and he's coming. He's, he's here to like carry out his father's will and and all this stuff. So it's like I said, it's nothing heavy handed, but like they they clearly worship this guy, and mm-hmm. this kind of comes back in later in the episode. Um, again, it all roads lead to the stuff we didn't enjoy. But, yeah, you know it's, uh, but no, I, I I bought it. Like the parts, the parts of the episode that like worked really worked. I find like they're very like good like visual cues and again the, the past few episodes the voice acting is always pretty consistent in the show but it's been really good especially with the key players. Mm-hmm. I agree. But, uh, so Tomura disintegrates one of the Redestro's arms and he has a cool little line here where he goes stress because you know Redestro says something about stress 150 mm. percent whatever because your superpower is stress <laughs> we're not going to go back to that no. conversation no, that was one please see last episode's <laughs> conversation about stress being a superpower but he goes stress 150 percent huh sounds like plus ultra which i mm. thought was kind of funny yeah. um i this is when like he kind of kicks it into plus ultra ironically sure tomura disintegrates the ground that redestro is walking on part of his armor is damaged um as he sort of flies through the air and then tomura starts to look pretty crazy and is like destroying everything around him there's this Mm. big boom and i think like the audience in this moment is supposed to realize like oh like this was the explosion at the Mm. beginning of the season yeah um and then, you know, the animation there is pretty cool. Like, a, mm-hmm. you know, there's, like, all this wind, and Tomura's hair looks kind of different. Um, and there's this frame or this, like, brief scene of him walking up to Redestro as Redestro's on the ground. Because that clearly ended the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of reminded me of Midoriya a little bit. Did you get that? With the in, what, in what way? Because... He was, I mean, not his attitude or, or anything you're saying, yeah. but we've just seen Midoriya break his own arm so many times. Oh, the, um, the, just, the discoloring of the arm. The discoloring of the arm and the limp on the foot because his foot was completely bloodied up. Now, we've never seen Midoriya that bloodied up, I don't think, mm. but well, maybe. But you know what I mean? Like his just like incessant, relentless, like, I'm going to win this kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he busted himself up so bad. Um, I don't know. I was like, ah, oh, you know, that's someone's boy. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and also he got like a Super Saiyan upgrade because his hair is completely white. <laughs> so dope. Do you, it is dope. I hate to admit it. Do you think it stays yeah. like that? No, because later in the episode, he's kind of back to his self now. It's still what much whiter. I checked because oh, really? I, I I did watch this one twice. Mm. So it's not much whiter, but it's definitely like a completely different shade. That's interesting. We'll, yeah. ha- we'll have to see. Maybe we won't see. It. We'll have to know whenever he reappears, which I don't think is next week's episode. So. Yeah. And then um, why were Redestro's... I didn't understand this. Why did Redestro have to cut off his own legs? I think... Uh... Because cause Tomura asks him, did your legs touch the ground or something? And then Redestro's like, or like, I had to cut them off. Maybe he was stuck in the suit or something from when he crushed the ground. Or... The only thing I could think of was like, he, like Tomura's quirk was tra- traveling through the ground and whatever was going to, whatever was touching it would get hmm. disintegrated. So he cut off his legs, which is a weird, I, uh, that part wasn't clear. Except this is where it's all going downhill. <laughs> The ghoul stuff is over at this point. Okay, but, yeah. Uh, so maybe 
we can probably breeze through like this last act and then we before, can discuss it. Before we get into the last act, I will say probably the most one of one of the most effective things in the episode was um Gigantomachia coming like it's like he found God. Like mm. he he's aware that like, you know, Shigaraki is a worthy successor. And the way they'd like they would cut back to him every now and then during this fight and Every time you saw him, there would be slightly more tears running down his face, and his yeah. eyes would be wider. I was like, "Whoa!" Like they really, you could like even hear him breathing at one point. Like just you know, like the I think the audio was dipped down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You can kind of just hear him like, <gasps> you know, like he was just like in awe of Sugar Rock. I thought that was really cool, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like he's got a new bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, know? he definitely won uh, that, like that exchange, right? And he definitely earned it. He earned mm-hmm. the W. Yeah. Gigantomachia, I agree. Um, the Metal Liberation Army and Gigantomachia, uh, for that matter, they all pretty much arrive at the same time. And they arrive right in time to see Redestro kneeling or bowing or surrendering to Tomura because as Gigantomachia is having this moment that you just referred to, mm-hmm. um, Redestro is also having like an internal dialogue, being like, oh, maybe this guy can be... Maybe he's the one I should follow, as opposed to you know leading the revolution myself. And there is like kind of this Jesusy moment, mm. you know, where he's like, you know, they're they're talking about oh even this young man is shining right now, and there's all these cool little shots of Tomura and the sun, kind of bloodied up and scary looking. And then, but I buy I do buy that. Oh like, yeah, like that's the thing too. Like it's. This is not, I don't think this is the part where we have the problem with, but like, you know, he would, I think he kind of realized that, you know, and that's the thing, I never understood why they, like, they were kind of like, you know, fighting in the first place, because they all, even though they don't want the same goals, like, could he not see that Shigaraki just wanted to be evil and destroy and use his powers? Yeah. You know, it's like, could, could there not have been a conversation, you know, like, beforehand? Like, I know I think the first attempted phone call before they went on this quest kind of, they kind of touched it, it there, did, but... Yeah. But, again, it is believable that he would, like, see, like, Shigaraki as, like, meta-power incarnate, you know, and just, you know, want to follow that, and he's the rightful, you know, whatever. So, like, I, I, I do buy that. And, you know, all these people, I guess they all were worshipping Redestro to a certain extent. Like, why wouldn't they with Shigaraki? So it's, I don't know. It's, it was kind of interesting, but... Waco vibes. Yeah, big time. <laughs> um, there is this reveal. I don't think we knew this, right? So... As, you know, Redestro saying, like, oh, we're going to follow this guy, that's when Tomura says, you're the CEO of Detronet, and you have money, right? Or that means you have money, right? Mm. Did we know he was the CEO yet? I don't think so. I think we of knew Detronet? Was, I think he was a successful... Oh, yeah. I think he, he had know. made a lot of money, yeah, and he was that. the CEO of a company, but I don't think the name was used okay. initially. Like, we, we had heard it, like, sprinkled out. But I don't think at the beginning it was for used those when we first items. met them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that connects the dots. That like, oh, okay, so that's how they're funded, and also that's where all these support items have come from. So you know that was like a brief like aha moment for me. Um, yeah, it's go ahead. but it it just felt like now that I think about it, they they sprinkled that that out for the purpose of like, oh yes, now Shigaraki's going to have money. You know, there is this. There is 100%. this thing. So it's not like it came out of left field of like, ah, now I'm just running like this multi-million dollar operation now kind of thing. So it's it's um, it, it's funny to see like, oh, yes, these breadcrumbs clearly led to something, yeah. which is kind of nice, you know, but uh, putting it together. 
then on the news we see that there's more or less been a cover-up which is like super hard to buy like <laughs> heroes arrive late to the conflict and kill 20 members of the criminal criminal group responsible for the case what you mean well, like the, an entire city getting leveled and it, that was just weird but like i i think they had to acknowledge it but didn't they say the heroes were late to arrive and like yeah. people people like wrote civilians rose up yeah like going like in an act of vigilante vigilantism technically yeah. they were the ones who killed them before yeah. the heroes arrived. that is did i because I, I think they I said that right I, I think it's a bit of both they did say that heroes arrived late and that mm. like regular people used quirks um but uh, yeah, I don't know. They, I think they had to acknowledge like where the fuck were the heroes during all this, mm. um, and obviously like the heroes won't know what happened. I just thought it was like a weird tack. You can tell they pawned it off on the reporter on 100%. Curious. I think her name yeah. was. I think we got like a newspaper article with her face on it. Yeah, um, Toga is alive, mm-hmm. uh, bloodied up, but no worse for wear. Twice seems to be worse than <laughs> before. He has a lot more personalities uh, yeah. interrupting one another, which is hilarious. Um, and then I think, you know, this is where the episode, you know, has this brief three or four minute kind of like preview showing us kind of what's next for everybody because Tomura or a skeptic and trumpet, that's the politician, they arrive to pick up the league and they take them to this big gathering of where all the metal liberation people are. And that's where Tomura and Redestro are on stage and Redestro more or less pledges loyalty and says that Tomura is the boss now. And Tomura says everybody from the League, everybody on stage, which is like pretty much everybody from the League, mm-hmm. will be a lieutenant and they'll have, you know, teams assigned to them. So um, more or less, the Metal Liberation Front will fall under the League of Villains and the League of Villains will each have like giant teams assigned to them uh, per, per person. And they have a new name. Oh my god, what is it? Is it the Paranormal Liberation Front? Dead on, but god-awful. Dead on, but god-awful. Wow. Brutal. (laughs) And the episode ends with Tomura uh, talking to the doctor, um, saying, you know, I think I must have hit that minimum level that you were were talking about. And then the doctor says, I will grant you power if that is what you wish. And then we hit credits. Not about this whole King Shigaraki bullshit. It's so lame, and so not his, not from what he, it just, it seems so ass backwards from what we've just been presented with him and his backstory and what he wants and like kind of where he wants to, what his end game goals kind of are, Mm -hmm. and just like the getup they had him in and like, (laughs) I don't know, just like the fandom and all that, it just seemed fucking weird. It seemed very uncharacteristic for something we just had revealed to us. It feels like the conflict was constructed to one give him a power boost and two give him an army and make Mm. him a formidable foe it's kind of like it's kind of like kylo ren killing snoke so that kylo ren's the big bad but then oh yeah but then he's not yeah (laughs) very weird um but like the journey was fun yes Um, that's that's what i'm saying the yeah, the journey was great. We had fun along the way, and we learned some really cool things. Some awesome, like of a super flashback heavy season. Good God, it's been there's so so many flashbacks. These are the most effective flashbacks they've used mm-hmm. in 24 episodes, mm-hmm. and there's a lot because it feels like we've had two an episode. Mm-hmm. Even in the filler episode, we, we had some flashbacks. You know, it's I don't know, but um, weird ending. Like I said, I, I, 
by the end of this, I genuinely don't know where we're going to be going. Because I think next week is the finale. Yeah, I believe I, so. I believe. So, like, we're just going to get a pop back to the heroes and we get nothing for a year and a half. You know, it's it's Something a like little that. a little sour, actually. <laughs> not, really not a good episode or not a good season for Midoriya mm. um, and All Might. They, I feel like they didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Um, good setup for a movie in there. Um, good development for Shigaraki and the League of Villains. You know, learning more about them was really fun. But yeah, you know, jury's out. I think I'll wait. We'll we'll have to wait and have like a solid recap of uh, just kind of like our knee jerk reactions once we've seen the finale, mm. and and see how we feel. On the whole, I'm a little bit torn. It's it's a tricky. This was a tricky season. Uh, we've mm-hmm. talked about on the post show. Um, which, if you guys haven't heard that, uh, it drops two days after these episodes, so definitely give it a listen. Check it. We've talked about the differences of binging a show and watching one week to week. I think this is a tough show, or a tough season, rather, to watch week to week. Um, Big time. Because there was so little movement. And we're not being overly critical, right? I mean, we have a podcast where we've spent 24 weeks talking about My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we like this show. Um but I think this was a tougher season to watch week to week. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I think the pacing was uh, was a little bit messy. So, yeah. I'm just I'm I'm genuinely curious for, you know, of a of, an, of a season of springboards. Mm-hmm. I'm curious as what this is going to kick us into for next week and what the focus is. You know, I I hope I hope they hit the ground running next yeah. week. I hope they don't waste time. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of like stuff they touch the season that's kind of just sitting out in the open still. Yeah, to Hawks. cover in 24 episodes. Like, there's no way they're gonna get to a big final conflict. And there's no time for a conflict. There's, there's no there's too no many time. chess pieces to set up. Yeah. So, so I maybe think this that's is... your maybe that's your finale is just trying to get everybody in one room and be like, you know, here's the Hawks plot and here's. Uh, you know, here's how Midoriya and the League are, and the heroes are going to come to blows. But I just have a feeling that even if we get a cliffhanger ending with, like, conflict right on the other side, the way the show is paced, it's not like we're going to pick up in season six and it's going to be all action. It's going to be like, we'll pick up in season six and, like, build for four or five episodes. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's tricky. It's a... Uh, we, we could obviously be wrong. Like, you know, I don't know if I would have predicted a six or seven or five or six episode arc just with the league. So mm. the show has surprised us a lot. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I think yeah. it's, that's where I'll leave it. We've got another week and another episode to enjoy. Can't wait. Yeah. I think that about covers it for this week, though, right? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we mentioned a minute ago, check out the post show. Um, we do it on Fridays. It drops two days after these episodes do. And we pretty much just talk about everything else that we're watching other than My Hero. So, you know, the Tokyo Revengers just had their finale. Um, you know, we're both watching Sunny Boy and, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, so check that out uh, if you haven't already. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, follow the podcast, support the podcast on whatever social media pro- uh, platform you like. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Cheers.